0: Genesis 36. This is the account of the family line of Esau, that is Edom. Esau took his wives from the women of Canaan Adah, the daughter of Elon the Hittite, and Aholibamar, daughter of Anar, and granddaughter of Zibion the Hivite. Also, Basamath, daughter of Ishmael and sister of Nebaioth. Adah bore Eliphaz to Esau. Basamath bore Ruel, and Aholibamah bore Jewish, Jalem, and Korah. These were the sons of Esau who were born to him in Canaan. Esau took his wives and sons and daughters and all the members of his household, as well as his livestock and all his other animals and all the goods he had acquired in Canaan, and moved to a land some distance from his brother Jacob. Their possessions were too great for them to remain together, the land where they were staying could not support them because both of their livestock. So Esau, that is Edom, settled in the hill country of Seir. This is the account of the family line of Esau, the father of the Edomites, in the hill country of Seir. These are the names of Esau's sons. Eliphaz, the son of Esau's wife Ada, and Ruel, the son of Esau's wife Basimath the sons of Eliphaz Teman, Omar Zepho Gatam Kenaz Esau's son Eliphaz also had a concubine named Timnah who bore him Amalek These were the grandsons of Esau's wife Adah The sons of Ruel Nahath Zarah Shema Mizah these were grandsons of Esau's wife Asama the sons of Esau's wife Aholibamah, daughter of Anar and granddaughter of Zibion, whom she bore to Esau, Jush, Jalam and Korah. These were the chiefs among Esau's descendants. The sons of Eliphaz, the firstborn of Esau, chiefs Timan, Omar, Zepho, Kenaz, Korah, Gatam, and Amalek. These were the chiefs descended from Eliphaz in Edom, they were grandsons. Of Ada, the sons of Esau's son Ruel, chiefs Nahath, Zerah, Shammah, and Mizah. These were the chiefs descended from Ruel in Edom. They were grandsons of Esau's wife Basemath. The sons of Esau's wife Aholibamah, chiefs Jeush, Jalam, and Korah. These were the chiefs descended from Esau's wife Aholibamah, daughter of Anah. These were the sons of Esau, that is Edom, and these were their chiefs. These were the sons of Seir the Horite who were living in the region Lotan, Shobal, Zibion, Anar, Dishon, Ezah, and Disham. These sons of Seir and Edom were Horite chiefs. The son of Lotan, Hori, Homam. Timnah was Lotan's sister. The sons of Shobal, Alvan, Manahath, Ebal, Shepho and Onem, The sons of Zibion, Aya and Aina. This is the Aina who discovered the hot springs in the desert while he was grazing the donkeys of his father Zibion. The children of Aina, Dishon and Holybamar, the daughter of Aina. The sons of Dishon, Hemdan, Eshban, Ithran, and Kiran, the sons of Isa, Bilhan, Za'avan, Achan. the sons of Dishan, Uz and Aran. These were the Horite chiefs, Lotan, Shobal, Zibion, Einar, Dishon, Ezar, and Dishan. These were the Horite chiefs according to their divisions in the land of Seir. These were the kings who reigned in Edom before any Israelite king reigned. Beelah son of Beor became king of Edom. His city was named Dinhabar. When Belah died, Jobab, son of Zerah from Bozrah, succeeded him as king. When Joab died, Husham from the land of the Temanites succeeded him as king. When Husham died, Hadad, son of Bedad, who defeated Midian in the country of Moab, succeeded him as king. His city was named Abith. When Hadad died, Samlar from Masrikar succeeded him as king. When Samlah died, Shaul from Rehoboth on the river succeeded him as king when Shaul died baal hainan the son of akbor succeeded him as king when baal hainan son of akbor died hadan succeeded him as king his city was named Pau, and his wife's name was mehetabal the daughter of Matred, the daughter of me zahab these were the chiefs descended from esau by name according to their clans and regions timnah Alvar, Jepheth, Aholibamah, Elah, Pinon, Kenaz, Timan, Mibsar, Magdiel, and Iram. These were the chiefs of Edom according to the settlements in the land they occupied. And this is the family line of Esau, the father of the Edomites. I list this as the most boring chapter in the book of Genesis. And <laughs> perhaps... You agreed with me as you were listening to me read it out and you were hearing all the names and thinking, what is the point of this chapter? I don't believe there's any chapter in the Bible that is pointless. I don't think God takes a big chunk of things and just says, let's put it in there just to make them be bored. (laughs) It's not the Lord's style. And um, so there's purpose behind it all. And uh, for starters, there are at least several purposes. And um, for starters, if you're a scholar or a biblical historian or an archaeologist, there's actually a lot of very useful information in all these names. And, um, but even if you're just a regular Bible reader, you're going to see things in here, names of people that are going to appear later in the Bible, names of places and people, and you'll be able to start making connections between things. And one of the descendants of uh, Esau was this name Amalek. And you may have heard of the Amalekites. Well, see, there's a connection. And so these types of connections can be made. And the more you read your Bible, the more you start to connect people and places and ideas and get a real sense of it all. And, of course, chapters like this really do help. And now later in the Bible, we've got some very nasty things said about Edom. Now, Edom is basically all of Esau's descendants in the same way that Israel is all of Abraham's descendants. Edom is all of Esau's descendants. And Edom became a country called the country of Edom. And in the New Testament, it was called Idumea. And um, Edom and Israel were kind of like next to each other. And um, so they were kind of like aware that they were both, they were descended from each other, you know, like Jacob and Esau were brothers. So they were kind of like brother nations next to each other. And in the same way that Jacob and Esau didn't always get on, these two nations didn't always get on either. And so we've got later in the Bible prophecies that are spoken about Edom as a country. For example, Ezekiel prophesies nasty things about Edom. Isaiah prophesies the destruction of Edom, saying that it will be completely destroyed. And that is the case. Edom no longer exists as a country. The book of Obadiah, the entire book, of course, it's a very, very small book, is all about Edom, and because what happened was when the nation of Israel was attacked, and um, and they were they were basically suffering, the Edomites rejoiced. They celebrated. Yes, <laughs> Israel's taken a hit, and so the prophecy of Obadiah was basically saying, Why are you celebrating that your brother is is facing destruction? Therefore, you will also face destruction. So you got all these prophecies about Edom later and so there's like a theme running all the way through the Bible but the most interesting comment about Esau is the one found in Malachi chapter 1 verse 2 and 3 and Malachi says the Lord's words the Lord says Jacob I have loved but Esau I have hated this is the only place in the Bible where God says he hates someone and um, I've often in my own preaching thought that the reason for that, that, why God said he hated Esau, was that it had to do with the way he dishonoured his inheritance. And we've talked about that in, in the Genesis chapter 27 uh, video. But I've come to think more about that and I've come to, to conclude that God actually doesn't hate anyone. There's no there's no one that God hates. This The nature of God is to love. And Esau isn't an exception, and I think what we've got there in that Malachi statement, where he says, "Jacob I love, but Esau I hated," what we've got is is the use of drama. You know, like when you're you're making a pronouncement, you can do it dramatically. And um, I know in my own house, sometimes um, you know I might say to one of the kids, uh, "You know, do you want a certain drink?" And they say, "Oh, I hate that." Well, if you think about it, they don't actually hate. A drink. There's no emotion where they want to destroy that drink, or, you know. But dramatically, a thing they say, is, "Oh no, I don't want that." And I think in the Malachi passage where God said He loved Jacob but hated Esau, I think He was talking about His choice of Jacob's descendants for His purposes, but Esau was not chosen for His purposes. And I think it was just a very dramatic way of saying that. And so you'd have, and, and one of the things is if, if God really hated Esau so much, why is such a, a big passage of the Bible, like this whole entire chapter, Genesis 36, devoted to Esau and his descendants? And and why is it such a recurring theme through the scripture? Well, I think that it's really, really important. If you were an Israelite and you knew <laughs> that that Esau was, you know, You knew that you were the chosen people of God, but you know that Esau has been included in the scriptures. I think it it just tells you that you've got to allow your room in your heart for them as brothers, as a brother nation. And I think one of the things we can learn from this is that there are certainly people that don't seem to be in God's good books. You know, there are people that are not walking with the Lord, they're not following the Lord, but God has room for them in his mind and his heart as well, and we should two when the two boys were in their mother's womb Jacob and Esau their mother got a prophecy from the Lord that said two nations were in her womb and they would fight with one another and that's definitely what we've seen all the way through scriptures and all the way through history but this passage should remind us that in the same way that, that Jacob and Esau were brothers and they were supposed to treat each other as brothers we've got many people in our lives that we're supposed to treat as brothers as well including some people we don't get along with very well. So, Lord, I ask you to help us in an interesting passage like this to contemplate the idea of there being awkward brothers in our lives, even in the church, and help us, Lord, to allow room for them in our heart and our mind and our thoughts and let the grace of God flow to them. And, Lord, I'm also mindful that we are the awkward brother to other people and that we are looked down upon by others as well. And we forgive them today. And we ask, Lord, that we would would grow to love and to know them better, and they love and know us better. Lord, build your church, build your people, build the body of Christ in Jesus' name. Amen.